Hey there, all Beer Inside listeners and listeners of the brand new Trending Topics Network. Here's the audio portion uh, myself and Mixmaster Phil went to on February 7th, 2020. We understand that watching the video isn't accessible for everybody on YouTube. So here's the audio portion. Have a listen. Please subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes. You can find us by looking up All Beer Inside. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are in the Knowlton region with Nick from uh, Knowlton Brewing Company. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for having us today. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Uh, just to clarify that, we're La Knowlton Co. We didn't. Uh, okay. we, we don't name it under uh, after a brewery just because of the translation in French okay. and stuff like that. We we didn't necessarily see uh, the perfect translation because brasserie can mean uh, multiple things, and we're in Quebec, so we have to be uh, language language positive with French, uh, which I, I fully agree with. Anyways. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, uh, what's the beer story? Why? So where do we start? Well, I'm a pretty big uh, beer uh, beer advocate and a uh, beer fan. So I've uh, I, after a few years of uh, really diving into uh, different microbreweries, I decided I would start working uh, at a couple. So I started at Dunham, Brasserie uh, Dunham, mm-hmm. in, in Dunham, in uh, the same region here in the Eastern Townships. I did. The, I was there for about three, four months. Uh, and I was helping with brewing assistants, uh, and I was having a lot, a lot of fun. And then uh, when we, when I went back to university, my third, my last year, fourth year, me and my father started chatting. Oh, maybe it'd be interesting to start something together. And it wasn't necessarily in the brewery world; it was just something. Uh, and then we started looking at potentially uh, uh, partnering up with someone, an existing brewery, and uh, and uh, and we couldn't find anything we really wanted, so we put it on the back table and we decided okay let's drive across Canada uh he came to BC and Squamish okay and drove with me back towards uh towards Montreal and our goal was just to stop off as many breweries possible and uh, and just see what Mont- what Canada kind of had to offer as fast as we can but see a bunch of beers uh we did do like 15 breweries in like five days of driving or whatever it was, it was pretty successful <laughs> Uh, we started off our, our brewing adventure with uh, Backcountry Brewing, which is in Squamish, BC. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite breweries. Love their beer, love their vibe of place, and I love their social media stuff. So I was showing that to my dad, and then we went and we saw all these younger uh, breweries. And uh, and then when we got back to Montreal, we decided we're starting a brewery. And then it was up to debate Montreal or where I wanted to live, mm-hmm. which is Knowlton. Uh, and we decided Knowlton could really benefit from uh, a microbrewery and... Uh, and that's where it started. Uh, we we then started uh, looking at different plans, what 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 buildings to buy, what land to buy, what what place to start our brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we ended up with this location, which is actually we b- built it brand new uh, because we had uh, there was a, a, show, a plumbing showroom here, uh, which was called the Red de Set. Okay. Uh, and we bought it, and it, the building was placed on the center of the property, uh, and it was good for one expansion, our first growth. Uh, but after that, it would become a mix and mm-hmm. match of buildings, and it would just be a little weird. So we decided to start from scratch and go from there. Awesome. Uh, so you brought us some of your uh, flagship beers out. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the first one. What did you bring us? Yeah, so the first one right here is the uh, traditional cream ale. Uh, we wanted a beer that would be uh, for that uh, common beer drinker, so the Bud drinker, the Bud Light drinker, mm-hmm. the, the Coors Light drinker. We wanted something that... that could bring them into microbreweries, but still have a little bit of elevated taste, a little bit more hoppy. It's not super hoppy. Uh, we lagerize it, so we actually cold ferment it. Mm-hmm. We still do use a uh, ale yeast, but we do a slow fermentation. This one takes about three weeks in process, okay. three to four weeks in process. So it's a little bit longer than our regular beers. However, we want something clean, crisp, and easy to drink. Uh, and I think this is what we got with this. Um, so Excellent. Cheers. So on the show, we go like toast, but it's, it's so yeah. a toast. toast. <laughs> 
Nice clean smell. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a little tang to it, not, nothing yep. too much. And uh, the point of this beer is we've seen it quite a, quite a few times where we have that bud drinker that comes in and he's like, I don't like micro beers. I said, no, no, start, start <laughs> yeah. on this. He drinks this for a week, two weeks. He buys it in a can, brings it home, and then he comes here, and I'm like, are you ready for an IPA? He goes, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I get him on the, the weed ale, and yeah. he goes, wait, this is great. It's yeah. not bitter. It's 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 fruity. And then I get him on the weed ale, and then I move him to the IPA, and then we get into the dark. So. Yeah, most of my uh, most of my college years for me was, you know, uh, drinking 40s with my friends. Yeah. And uh, then I started working downtown, and I went to the Mondial. I'm like, Whoa, beer has flavor. Where did yeah, this come from? Yeah, yeah. What I don't is just this? have to drink like this rice lager or yeah, this. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm still like I still drink my my Canadian and, and I still get around there. Uh, but but I, I'm so into these flavorful beers and slowly bringing up the palate for my my customers here. And and I've we've seen a lot of change over already. It's only been what eight weeks that we've been open, a little bit more. Uh, and uh, we've seen clients who come in here that hated microbreweries and now they're microbrewery drinkers you know <laughs> they're they're starting with they come in their first beer they order is our double ipa you know it's like uh, okay fantastic you're really into it now so yeah that's uh, i love hearing that when you know you could convert the masses to better yeah. taste yeah, yeah uh what were some of the roadblocks and difficulties you came into when you uh, started creating len olton working with the town has been uh, both positive and uh, and has had our struggles but it, everyone in town who's been elect- in electoral positions have been extremely positive about this uh, this uh, project for the town. And then we've just had a little bit of back and forth with the uh, non-elected positions. Okay. Uh, in Knowlton, there's a couple places, uh, a couple groups that have hold power. And those were meetings. They wanted the restaurant on the on the roadside. They don't want it facing the, the trees because they, they said no one knows if your restaurant's full or not. And I said, well, I don't w- worry about that. I'm really designing an experience. When you walk in here, when you first come to the building, you're like, oh, it's a warehouse. Then you open up and you realize we've done all this woodwork uh, and have the huge, nice view on the, on the trees. So it's very positive. Uh, but... Uh, the roadblocks were having a few problems with uh, some design stuff, uh, but it's uh, it's been fantastic. And then we decided to do a lot more building our, of our own instead of uh, go with uh, with manufacturers for mm-hmm. like our bar. We decided we build it ourselves. All the wood that we in here, we decided we build it ourselves, uh, just because of you know uh, when it gets expensive, it gets expensive, and you got to break break it down and do it yourself. So. Uh, those are my main roadblocks. Everyone else, banks and everything, have been extremely supportive of this project, uh, which has been fantastic. We're working with uh, BDC and Investment Quebec uh, as our main banks, uh, mm-hmm. and they've been so, so supportive. Uh, and I think there's something to do with young entrepreneurs and having a good uh, good vibe with the, with the people we have there. So it's been positive. So. Awesome. That's that's really good to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, out of a couple of short shortcomings from some people, like your view is fantastic from what yeah. I'm seeing. So uh, I'm looking forward to coming back during the fall when that fire pit is up and yeah, yeah. nice little terrace area. The summer here yeah. is gonna be crazy. We're putting what a 75 person terrace. Wow. Only, only uh, beer beer garden tables outside, so tables of 12 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna put a bunch of tables of 12 people. Uh, we're gonna maybe put like a, a rain cover just yep. in case, uh, but it's gonna be really a fun family style outside and it's supposed to be like mix and match and uh, and just don't be a like a snob or whatever yeah. so. <laughs> um I, now you're in the kind of the ski region have you yeah it, i mean you've only been open eight weeks have you gotten any kind of shift over of the so skiers? we're working on getting at uh, the après ski market here uh but uh but you know we're we're not the closest bar to any of the mountains <laughs> 
uh, but we're also not the farthest bar from all the mountains, and we're centralized between Bromont, uh, Owl's Head, uh, a bunch of Sutton. So there we do get our upper ski vibe, but uh, but we're working on to really promote that uh, aspect because I think it could be a really fun place for that. Lanolton Company, why would you? stick with that why not come up with something like oh it's uh nick's bar oh like a different name <laughs> yeah. so we play with a bunch of different names my dad is uh his name is uh, james uh, and we everyone calls him jim uh, and we have a bar in our basement called jimbo's uh <laughs> and it, and we've always like thought maybe making a bar in jimbo's name or whatever yeah. but i don't find it the right locale for for something like that i think maybe downtown montreal small bar more more of a fun thing uh could be easily called jimbo's but here uh when we looked at naming conventions, we looked at the region. What What is the dominant uh, name convention of the region? If you look, uh, Quata Cook is named after their town. Dunham's named after their town. Sutton has two breweries. One's named uh, La, La Brewery Sutton yeah. and one's named uh, La Baudage. Um, so, you, so you get this common naming of this region with the, the towns. I also find it powerful. Knowlton is a relatively well-known community in the English community especially, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that's kind of died down in my generation. Uh, not many people my age would know what Knowlton is, uh, just because it's it's more of an old place uh, and doesn't have a, a strong history, but it's not necessarily covered, uh, carried over. So we're trying to tap into the well-known name of Knowlton and also bring it, bring our own style. And we didn't want to restrict ourselves by putting brewery or brasserie in mm-hmm. it because La Knowlton Co. in the future might be a lot, many more things than just a brewery. Uh, and I just didn't want to necessarily restrict myself right off with branding. That's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the second beer you brought? So right today? here is a, an American Wheat Ale. Okay. Uh, this beer is uh, – uh, so my, my, my master brewer is a little bit weird when it comes to certain things. Uh, I'm not the master brewer. I have a master brewer named Toby Bouchard. We okay. we found him in Montreal. He was delivering mail. He was a, a mailman for uh, Plus Canada, uh, and he had been doing that for two years. Uh, and we we met through a beer contact. Uh, he had been brewing many years at a different brewery, and then decided to go to get a little bit more of a stable job. I think, and he's super happy to be with us now. And I'm happy to have him because we went through like 15 different brewers before finding him, okay. uh, and we really wanted profiles really the same. Anyways, he's very specific on what he likes to brew, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't want to brew a pale ale. He would do an Indian, he do an IPA, but not a pale ale. Okay, uh, but he wants a beer that that brings the same level of a hoppiness and this is where we get get our weed ale it's got a nice little hoppy flavor to it a good fruit Excellent. toast toast oh yeah and you can see it's uh it's got all those fruity aspects got the bitterness you, a bit you smell it yeah right you away. smell it and you you get that that kind of pale ale vibe from it mm-hmm. but it's a nice little wheat ale not almost on the level of new england yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so that's the thing right we didn't want to make a New England, but we knew that we would cross over with it uh, with our pale, uh, lighter beers, our wheat ale. We knew we'd get into that region, and then we want to get out of that region real quick when it comes to uh, our IPA. We actually do all our beers between uh, four and six and a half, but sometimes we have some some beers that we decide to do a little mm-hmm. drier or less. Uh, like our, uh, we have a couple of saisons on the ta- on tap right now, and they're around three percent. And then we have our double IPA that's up to seven point five percent. Uh, so you got to have those re- regions, but this is where we, we like to operate is between four, four and a half to five and a half for our staples. So okay. you can see that this has got a nice fruity taste. doesn't mm-hmm. linger too much, not yeah. too much bitterness. I'm and crushing this. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's <laughs> this, the other thing. We really designed our beers to be crushable. Yeah. We really want drinkability. I know a lot of people say that, but we, when I started with, with Toby, we, our, we, our main goal was to make beer that's just easy to put down the trap, yeah. uh, but tasty at the same time. And that's 
I'm yeah, hoping it's exactly where we're at. That's a fantastic beer. That is something I could I could be with the guys playing softball and just putting yeah. them back. Yeah, yeah, like that cream ale too. Yeah. Like the, the combination of these two beers, man. Yeah. On a hot day, oh god, yeah. they go down. <laughs> and they're and I, I personally think they're better in can than they're on tap. It's rare to say that, but mm-hmm. um, our canning process has been really nice. We got a cast canner, so they they do a really good system and and they properly set it up and we're, we've really had not any problems with dissolved oxygen and stuff like that. Awesome. And so it's been a fantastic canning experience and I find it, it just has a little bit more time to settle in the can, mm-hmm. you know, and not not change as much. So. The uh, names and, uh, well, uh, I didn't catch the names when I came in. They're yeah. pretty much like stout IPA. Yeah, so okay. we don't name our beers. Uh, we wanted to have a naming convention, yeah. but w- us as partners, me, Toby, Toby's one of our partners and then my father's the other partner. We, negotiated for very a very long time between each other for a name naming convention that we could be standardized mm-hmm. and, and use and we just couldn't find one that we all liked uh, so we decided that we'd just go with no naming convention okay. and we kind of rep- uh, we kind of like making our beers right on style like trying to make them mm-hmm. fairly uh, based on the definition of that beer so we decided not to take anything away from that and just really crisply say this is what you're getting this is a porter it's not it's not some yeah. Blackwood, Blackwater Porter, you know, or uh, or Smudge or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, so we, we really want to be crisp, clean, like our beer taste with the, the, the naming of conventions. And uh, the labeling, are they're pretty wild. They're yeah. all very cartoony. So that's we, it. We came up with that. So that's it, right? That's the other reason why we didn't necessarily want to put names on the cans is because we wanted a, a little bit of funky art, but fun. Uh, I, one thing that me and Toby have in common is we both really like traditional like uh, classic art styles especially when it comes to comic strips Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there's this comic strip art that's like monochrome style it came around the 50s uh, and I really really liked it obviously this is not monochrome it's uh, it's a version of what we was working with Uh, but we worked with a uh, company uh, it's a big branding agency out of Montreal it's called Ogilvy's okay Uh, they're they're really big, uh, and it, it was we were scared it was going to cost us an arm to work with them because <laughs> uh, we had been trying to work with different artists, but we just couldn't get exactly where we wanted. Uh, so when we went, we went to a bigger agency, and it was the first time we met with them. Oh God, we were scared it was going to cost us, cost us. <laughs> and then we realized uh, after nice negotiations, they were pretty much willing to do it for beer. Uh, so now we have a beer <laughs> beer deal with them. Uh, and we bring them beer once a week, and they, they pump out our cans for us. Fantastic. Because uh, they... They're so big, right? So that they, they're allowed, when we give them a small project like this, they're allowed to be creative. Mm-hmm. They're not stuck just doing huge contracts, which is mostly translations and stuff like that from other, other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were very happy to be passionate about this. Um, and when we first started working with them, they gave us like five different types of comic strip art and we, we picked something else. And then when we got the final copies, they're like, this is better. And we 100% agree. <laughs> the other ones had more color to them. And these yeah. ones are one 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 chrome. And uh, I really, really like them. I like how detailed they are. I like how lively they are. Mm-hmm. However, there's motion, but they're not moving. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, I'm working on animating these. I'm working on making them real-life animation and, uh, and stuff like that. The other thing we started was a digital can printing company. Okay. Uh, we started this uh, this year as well. It's called Heart Printing. Uh, and it's uh, okay. it's uh, it's a printing company that prints on cans. It's, we use I, a. I think our uh, friends at Luke's use yeah, you guys. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we we've gotten a lot of the can industry already in Quebec because it's coming around the corner that it's becoming illegal for plastic wrap and yeah. labeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we're we're really uh, sinking our teeth into the micro industry because 
I can order 2,000 cans of one printed type and yep. I don't need to order 300,000. You know, if, wow. I, if I wanted four cans and yep. I wanted to go with Ball Corp uh, for printing or a printing company, company. Yep. Uh, a standard printing company, I would be looking at about a million dollars of empty inventory of just cans. Wow. Uh, because of the volumes you have to buy. So this is, we saw a niche, we saw a hole in the market. We went to go fill it ourselves and then we found uh, three individuals that were uh, graduating from Concordia with an MBA and this was their project. So we decided that we'd jump into the project with them, and now we've been super happy. Like these yeah. are all printed by them. Uh, there's, I think they have fifty odd clients now. We should be picking up more and more uh, as we go. So yeah, uh, I mean, especially with the plastic wrap, because I mean, cans naturally they're more environmentally friendly. Yeah. Uh, they're easy to take to the beach. There's, yeah. To me, there's a lot more advantages to cans now. If I'm getting something barrel aged, I want it in a bottle. That's a personal choice. But, oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, because I I find. If you're aging something, it's better in a bottle. Like I can't see aging capability in cans personally. Uh, but the whole printing on the label, it's, it's a lot more. In about four months, yeah. you're gonna grab our, you're gonna get our double IPA <laughs> aged in oak barrels, and it'll be canned. You'll okay. see, it'll be fucking yeah. delicious. And if you change my mind, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the printing on cans and and uh, the whole environment, environmentally friendly thing, is yeah. a lot nicer to hear about yeah, yeah. a company. So uh, yeah, that's a very interesting part of the industry. That's the shift towards cans, and uh, and uh, we're there to fill, fulfill it. So. Yeah. It's just so much easier, I can, so I find. It's yeah. just like even the company that does the plastic rings, it's like, oh, just snap, 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 snap. There, yeah. I got my four tall ones. Well, did you see we're not using plastic ring, rings uh, here? Okay. Uh, we use uh, the the product's called Fish Food. It's the uh, it's, it's a decompostable. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. a biodegradable uh, cap. So we use those uh, Fish Food. They're called Fish Food. They're from Mexico. Yeah. Most, most plastics are anyways pressed in Mexico, so the transportation is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's fully biodegradable. It's uh, you throw it outside and it's biodegradable non-industrial so you mm -hmm. don't need a metabolism stage like those sugar plastics that everyone's using that say biodegradable yeah, yeah. but they have to go in an industrial biodegradable okay. uh, facility uh, like if you can't just throw it in your yeah. backyard garden okay. and it's not going to dissolve yeah. ours will completely dissolve uh, and it's known as fish food because it's a it's a combination of algae okay. paper compression thing yeah so it's been really really cool and and it lock it really locks the cans in we've had complaints that it locks the cans in a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we rather that than them explode everywhere yeah obviously so here's the here's the material i'm talking yeah. about you can see that it's like very it's almost like a cardboard yeah it's almost a cardboard yeah. uh and, and uh, they just pop right in yeah they pop right in and uh finger hole <laughs> yeah and it's fantastic <laughs> we, we've been lo loving the product yeah uh, and we're the only ones using it in quebec and I, I definitely suggest everyone to shift towards this just because the the easiness yeah. of the biodegradable for this uh, like you just toss in your your garden and it, it, it disappears okay you don't need to go through any processes uh, you don't need to cut anything yeah. and Unfortunately, they're not reusable. Obviously, yeah. uh, I, we're looking into making leather reusable ones. Okay, uh, for like common uh, for people that come in all the time, and we'll give a special price because yeah. you bring it in, then we'll reuse it. But it'll, it'll probably take a very different shape. Um, so, it's been a lot of fun uh, finding these little niche products yeah. for their use. So, for sure, uh, have you brewed yourself uh, ever? Yeah, so I brewed a, I brewed a bit. I helped uh, Matsur at uh, Dunham Brewery for three months. Uh, he let me brew a couple times there for uh, for myself uh, mm -hmm. for the brewery. Uh, didn't really match mess up any batches, so that's th that did well. And then we uh, got a 200 liter system for uh, home brewing, mm -hmm. uh, just to test our recipes over the last two years or three years that we were in trying to build this brewery. Uh, and so when we started there, I said, okay, let me let me. Uh, practice my skills uh i i can very much brew i know the process and everything but but no i i, I don't have any time to okay. be doing at home brewing anymore uh here i do jump in on the canning line and if they need me i'll jump in on other things uh but i'm really 
talking futures and I'm talking uh, making sure the full financing, mm-hmm. making sure the whole business is w- operating properly. So yeah, uh, what was the first beer you ever brewed? Do you remember like the style it was? Or for this for this brewery, or yeah. for my personal uh, adventures, for your personal and, and so brewery. my first personal adventures, uh, I jumped jumped in right into an IPA, which was a terrible decision with the whole ho- dry hopping and <laughs> and everything. It was my first. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a beautiful New England. It turned out not even drinkable. Uh, <laughs> And then I was like, oh, may as well jump into a stout here. It's more flavor, maybe less place to fuck up. No, no, that's, oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> language or not. Uh, uh, we, we try and keep it PG. <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, I jumped into a stout and obviously didn't turn out well. And then so I said, okay, maybe I'll uh, jump into something a little bit lighter. So I didn't get into cream ale, but I did a wheat ale, more of a traditional Belgian wheat ale, uh, which turned out pretty nice. Uh, and then we started going through brewmasters because I then I realized that maybe I'm not the brewmaster, or maybe I'm more the the connoisseur in the in the direction of creativity. Uh, and so we uh, looked at brewmasters and we tried a bunch of different variations. We saw brewmasters that focused in sours. We fa- saw brewmasters that focused on on European traditional beers, on Belgian beers, on English beers, uh, and we we saw it all. And then we found Toby, who really did a combination of the English styles we like and some American styles that we like. Uh, and uh, the, just the profile and the professionalism and, and his capabilities, we just were completely sold on. Yeah, well, and I think the first brew, first beer that he made for us was the American Wheat Ale. Okay. Uh, but he did it a lot more citrusy and a lot less hoppy, mm-hmm. uh, which was fun and all. It was definitely a little bit more traditional Wheat Ale, I guess, with a, a bunch of uh, uh, orange peel in it and a bunch of coriander and you uh, get this little funk in it. Uh, but then we decided maybe bring the hoppiness, try to bring that pale ale vibe to it. Okay. Third beer you brought. Yes. So this is the West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, uh, we didn't want to make another New England style uh, just oh, yeah. because it's dominating the region. It's uh, very common. We want, And I don't find East Coast styles necessarily the easiest to drink. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted something crisp and why not? Toast. Toast. Yeah, that's a West Coast. Yeah. It's very clean. Yeah. A little bit of bitterness on the back end. Yeah, yeah. Right on the back end, but it doesn't linger. You know, it's not a harsh nope, not bitterness. Um, it's got a good fruitiness to it still, but you could see the colors clean, crisp. Yeah. It's uh, really meant to be, uh, again, a thirst quencher uh, and, and really be right on style of that West Coast IPA and not necessarily blow it out of the water yeah. on hoppy on bitterness and stuff. Yeah, you're not looking at like a thousand IBUs. No, here, right? no, no, no. <laughs> We're looking at 75, yeah. I think actually 80 IBU. Uh, 5%, uh, 5.5, I believe. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just, you know, just crisp, clean, right on style, mm-hmm. not trying to over hop it. That's when we get into those yeah. doubles IPA yeah. or double hopped, uh, IPAs, mm-hmm. but, but we're not trying to do any of that right now. We're just trying to really be on style and be that, that niche, yeah. uh, like delicious, juicy beer. Yeah. This is something also like very drinkable with that extra flavor that yeah. I, I like with, um, my flavor profile changes from week to week. It's like, oh, I feel like sours this week. Yeah, oh, yeah, I want yeah, yeah. double milkshake IPAs all of a yeah, sudden. My friends always ask me, what's my beer of choice when I'm here? I'm like, it depends on the week. Yeah. Like, this week, I'm drinking the black IPA. That's my uh, my to-go-to right now. I'm just drinking it like it's juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like last week, I was, for some reason, cream ale. I was like, couldn't drink anything else. I just was downing cream ales. Yeah. And every week, it almost changes here. Uh, we almost get a new beer every week. So maybe that's that's the reason why wow. I'm, I'm, I'm varying that much. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that. Okay. So it's been great. Uh, you mentioned you come from Dunham. Um, and the brewery's only eight weeks old. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
guessing you haven't quite done a collab yet, or are you setting one up? Or? Well, not with Dunham. Okay. Uh, uh, so me and my brewmaster, we have a very similar idea of collabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really see necessarily the big value of collabing with another brewery, okay. uh, except for just collabing on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. It's a very promotional game uh, when you're collabing with a, a brewery. We're happy to do it eventually with other breweries. We're going to have a name. We're going to be able to do it. But we're really interested in collabs with local farms and local producers. Uh, instead of doing big collabs internationally, we think uh, bringing our community up with okay. us uh, and promoting each other is very important versus necessarily reaching out to go get those followers and go get those okay. uh, those things. Uh, because, first of all, I don't know if you've ever been to a collab with another brewery, but it's a lot of standing around and a lot of just the brewery that you're at brewing. And it's, it's not it, – it can be very collaborative, but okay. it's a lot more of a drinking thing. And, and not, <laughs> it's fun and all. No, nothing against it. Yeah. But I do really love the idea of us working with local br- producers. Yes. We just made a beer that's called the Saison Rose, uh, which we do with uh, the Sucre Villalité. Sorry, I can't even say it. It's okay. Uh, and uh, it's a Edelberry's, uh, an oh. Edelberry concentrate okay. uh, farm. Uh, they make uh, Elderberry products, but we use their concentrate in our Saison. Uh, and it's been fantastic. It brings a nice sourness and nice, like it brings just slightly a rosy, rosy hue, to, mm-hmm. uh, rose hue to the uh, to the beer, uh, and it's uh, nice and sour. It's it's really good. So when you did the uh, BC to uh, Quebec trip, yeah. if you could go back to one of those provinces and brew with that, like you mentioned, Squamish, yeah, if you could do a collab with them, and oh bring yeah, them yeah. In, would you? Easily. I'm gonna get them into it at some point. Okay. I actually have a buddy that's still wor- uh, that's working there right okay. now. Uh, and I'm slowly trying to get him to uh, to uh, <laughs> take a little trip here. To and- take a little trip here. <laughs> when I, it, it is my fa- one of my favorite breweries, and I really like the guys there. Mm-hmm. I think they don't know who I am though. They, I just drank a lot of beer there, and uh, and and then decided to start my own brewery. And so I think they'll be a little bit surprised when they realize I was probably their biggest drinker last year uh, <laughs> or two years ago. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to get those guys out here. I really like what they're doing. They really have a cool cool scenario. Uh, but yeah, so there's some breweries I'm definitely going to do some work with. I'm not trying to hate on breweries mm-hmm. here, but I really see the artisanal value of working with individuals from the area and promoting each other in that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're like a hop, skip, and a jump from Vermont too. Anybody out of there exactly. that you'd like? Hey, uh, well, and we go down or well, yeah, back and forth I, like BBCO. Well, or, yeah, we have the classic with the Alchemist. I would yeah. love to get into Alchemist, but they don't necessarily do the most collabs either. Yeah. Uh, uh, love their beer. I love their Eddie Topper and their, um, oh, it's their uh, other one there. Uh, uh, just uh, Fogelbanger. Dra- Fogelbanger. Yeah, yeah okay. I drank one yesterday. Got yeah. Fogelbanger, fantastic. Yes. Uh, great beer coming out of there, mm-hmm. but st- strictly on the New England style. Uh, which would be kind of cool to see if we could do some sort of collab between uh, like a dry IPA, West Coast style, and their and their bitterness so, uh, and their fruitiness. So maybe like use their hops, but in our in our style of brewing, you know, get that mm-hmm. type of style. There's a lot of ideas, yeah. definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm open to a lot of things. Uh, I mean, you're super new, like two yeah. months. So yeah, that's, we're, that's we're, very, we're two months, very fresh. almost three months in. We're 67 <laughs> days in. So yeah. it's, we're very fresh. We haven't really done too many uh, collabs per se right now. We have... 
like one one with the the Edelberry Farm. We have a local coffee producer, uh, Julius Coffee, that's we're working with to do a, a breakfast out with. We're doing actually two coffee beers. I don't know, I'm not sure if my brewmaster is going to kill me when I say this, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we're doing a breakfast out that we're doing a big waffle waffle breakfast out. So we're putting 500 waffles in it. Uh. We're going to do a bunch of stuff. My my chef is about yeah. to start cooking them today, actually. And then we're also doing a cream ale, but we're doing a cold brew cream ale. So we've done 4,000 liters of cream ale. We're going to grab 1,000 okay. liters of it, and we're just going to mix coffee into it. Mm. And we're going to let it cold brew for 48 hours. And so we're not trying to do anything else except for doing a cold brew coffee, okay. you know. Uh, and then we're going to pump it into cans and see how it is. Speaking of breakfast stouts, I, I have a friend. He's adamant about blueberry maple stout. Oh, yeah, So yeah. if your brewmaster is watching... Give it a shot. The, ma- the maple stouts <laughs> and the maple beers will definitely follow because yeah. I have we have good connections yeah. to uh, sugar farms yeah, exactly. out here. Uh, and it's something that me and Simon, my chef, uh, we've discussed about potentially doing a sugar shack and, and doing a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, even maybe just uh, like a collab with the sugar shack and it's like do an yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. So that. But the problem with uh, maple, right, it's uh, 100% fermentable. So you don't get that, that carryover mm-hmm. taste unless you kind of try to cheat so there's there's a way there's a way of getting that flavor but it, we got to work on it i think it's maple barrels and i think it's working with okay. the wood instead of necessarily just with the maple syrup uh but these are all projects down the line you know uh, we're just trying to function right now we're selling way more beer than we ever anticipated that's awesome we're like pretty much year two year two and a half three a volume of production. Uh, we were supposed to only make 500 hectoliters this year, uh, but when we started, it took off, took off, and we were doing 1,000 liter batches, and we were like, oh shit, we have to, oh sorry, <laughs> it's we okay. have to jump into the, uh, f- we have to jump into full batches, so we're doing 2,000 to 4,000 liter batches, uh, and we can't, we, we have 25 uh, stores that we sell to, mm-hmm. uh, and we just can't make enough beer to get to them. Uh, we have a list of 50 that want to join us and whatnot, so this it's definitely demand for our beer, it's just the the whole production side. We need more equipment. We need all these things. Uh, it's coming, but uh, taking our time to get there. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, it sounds like you're super busy, but when uh, things finally kind of settle down for a bit, uh, any future beer vacations you'd like to go on? Oh, yeah, there's a couple good beer vacations. I've seen a couple. Uh, I'm a big skier, so okay. I like to uh, I like to try to double down on those adventures. Uh, Japan. There's a couple beer uh, conferences that I saw in Japan that they go over the the classic clean, crisp, Japanese lager, mm-hmm. Japanese-style rice beers and stuff like that, which I love. Um, so I might jump into a couple of those and then go up north uh, to do some powder skiing and whatnot. Uh, and then we do the beer conference every year. So this year it's uh, San, San Antonio, the, okay. uh, the International Beer Conference. Uh, it's in Sa- San Antonio, uh, and it's fantastic. We did it last year in Denver. It was a lot of fun. So we do that. Uh, we we usually go down one or two of us. Uh, this year we're actually going four of us. We're going down. We're bringing in our um, – administrative director so she does all the paperwork for us and, and it's fantastic on the restaurant and on the uh on the brewery side mm-hmm. really organizes everything and now she's taking on uh, responsibilities and sales uh, genevieve she's fantastic uh, she's coming down with us to take a couple conferences on the business side and the operation side uh, our brewmaster's coming down definitely just to do some connection stuff and do some courses and uh we want him to get really focused on the aging and the, and the whatnot uh but he's fantastic so i'm not trying to <laughs> push him in any direction because he's great and then my chef wants to come down and try to get the vibe of of more what is our restaurant to do to do with a microbrewery what 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 do we really specialize in so so more like uh food pairings in the future food pairing more like me and my like so i'm a pretty big at home cook i love to cook at home and i do a bunch of crazy things my chef 
same thing. We like to come up with really creative menus. Uh, and right now we did our first menu. It's our most dialed down menu that we could could have come up with. Because uh, it, and it's still pretty funky. We got nice kimchi in there. We got a nice uh, nice uh, funk on the menu. Uh, but then. Uh, but we're talking about now changing the whole menu, maybe okay. just doing a taco menu and a pizza menu for now. And then like three months from now, we'll just drop the tacos and make a pizza and make an Italian menu. Okay, okay. Really just do whatever the hell we want because we're, we're able to make really good food and we don't necessarily want to make the restaurant like the, okay, that's a steak place. Yeah. You know, we just want to have, we just want to have fun with it, you know, yep. just like a bunch of fun on the menu. And uh, I think we just need a little bit more direction on that. And we were working on that. So it's been awesome. really, really fun. So. Uh, so oh, we're getting to, getting yeah. to the porter. Yeah, uh, we're getting to the porter. <laughs> so the porter here was my favorite beer for a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, we're, we're both rug- rugby players, me and Toby. Um, so we, we based it on an English, yeah. in, in English workers porter. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that maltiness, mm-hmm. uh, you get that hoppiness a bit, and then you get also that nice coffee taste in the background. Yeah, I immediately got coffee on the yeah. nose. And that's the other thing, right? We're not trying to, again. When you read about porters, they're like after work beers, uh, especially in English uh, tr- history. Like uh, it's, it was like the after work beer. So we really want something. What for us? What do we want after a rugby game or after a work day? Something refreshing, wake you up a bit with that coffee taste. Uh, but we also want something easy to drink, and that's what it is, right? It's it's not oh, a yeah. thick porter. It's not a it's not a it's not too liquidy. Also, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a porter brown ale uh, yeah. variation, but yeah, it's it's very well balanced too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, right now because we're doing the interview super early in the morning, so coffee beer is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we're gonna about to pump out a couple more b- coffee beers too, so it should uh, should really well balance out on the menu. So. Awesome. Uh, so what's next for Lanolton? Oh, God. There's a lot of directions for Lanolton Co. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a few things that we have to get done here. We have to increase our production size. Uh, and uh, and then the restaurant size side, we're slowly stabilizing and on how we're actually operating and what our sales look like. Uh, so that will allow us to do a lot of stuff. But we have a lot of projects. We want to get into some music festivals. We want to do music festivals. We want to do some beer festivals mm-hmm. here. Yeah. There's a lot of projects that Knowlton are uh, are open to partner up in with us to 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 promote Knowlton in, in certain ways. And so we're looking at operating in that way. It's really trying to figure out the best way to sell our beer versus what we need to do in the restaurant. And then it's, okay, if the government allows us to, we would love to do a Knowlton grocery store that represents them. Because we work with uh, local farms okay. uh, in our restaurant. We work with Terroir Solidar, which is a uh, is a co-op in the area that represents, I think, about 20 different farms or a little bit more. Uh, and uh, and the ladies who are in charge of that program are fantastic. We went to go visit, well, I think, uh, f- six farms of the 20, and not one of them. They were all managed by uh, ladies, all do- female-dominated, and it was fantastic to see. We were like, all right, we go- went, kept going, and it was just crazy, to, crazy experience uh, just seeing all these farms. And that's one thing. We really want to try to work with them, either to do some transformation with for them, uh, into our brand, so we take their pork belly, we make bacon, and we resell it, uh, or we work with them to to do a transformation somewhere else. They're actually working on building a building right now for transformation, uh, and I think it's a fantastic project. And so I think there's a way of encompassing Lanolt and Co. and and bringing in those brands and really representing local uh, agriculture. Mm-hmm. But ha- but with uh, Quebec laws, yeah. I'm not allowed owning a grocery store or a depanar. Okay, because I'm a brewery owner. Yeah. And so there's these 
these things that we're going to need to try to figure out to, uh, to really grow the business properly. Um, and then there's like, we're trying to get a wine permit here. We're not allowed getting a wine permit because we have a can store in, in the restaurant and our fridge is not attached to the brewery wall. So if that okay. fridge was just on the brewery wall, we'd be good to go. You know, it's silly, yeah, silly yeah, rules. Uh, I know. Yeah. So Northern market space and where we could either do one just for local people here, but also maybe one downtown Montreal, mm-hmm. really showing the, the agricultural and the artisanal scene from yeah. here. Cause I wouldn't necessarily just do food. I would also represent the art ar- yeah. artists of this area, which is something we're trying to work with uh there's a art studio in here that's called the art lab okay uh art lab 431 or something i, I don't know the name yeah. specifically but it's a fantastic project the artists come here all the time and they variety of artists paintings ceramics sculptors it's fantastic and i've been working with them i've been basically told them to take this whole wall that's blank and do whatever the hell they want with it as long as it's kind of in our flavor yes. so the greens the grays the things that we like uh, like in our brand uh, and have fun with it and we'll put it for sale and uh, so i'm not only trying to promote the agriculture side but i think the the artisanal side the artistic side of Knowlton is really present and i think it's someone for us that our beers are being sold everywhere it's something we can really push and, and promote uh, so i think it's uh, very important and they've been super supportive so they we've just been trying to figure out how to collab on on certain projects uh, so that's one of the things we're trying to. That's that's amazing to hear. Uh, so I've got no nothing else for you at this time. Yeah. Um, let the people know how they can find you. Yeah. So uh, to find us, it's pretty simple. It's uh, you just go onto Instagram or Facebook, and it's La Nolton Co. Uh, we have uh, at La Nolton Co. Uh, uh, or just write Nolton Co. and it should show up as well. I've tried to mm-hmm. tried to do some search engine uh, optimization, but you know sometimes you can't control what Google says. And so that's the best way to find us. We're working on our website. Uh, but we don't have the website yet, uh, but we're definitely working on it. I'm a coder, so I have some time to, to try to get that website done. Just haven't haven't really yeah. punched it out uh, yet. It seems you're very busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of things on our plate. Uh, I'm doing both daily management and and think of future, making mm-hmm. sure it's all operating as a business. Uh, but yeah, the best way to find us is social media, Instagram, Facebook. We're going to be on YouTube at some point, and, and I want to start Twitter, but I'm starting to, trying to convince my partners to... Uh, to do the, the the Twitter narrative that I want. I kind of want to be funny, aggressive, kind of an asshole on, on in Twitter. Uh, you know, so you mean Twitter. You know, yeah. I want to I surf that line of acceptable of not acceptable. Uh, but I haven't convinced my partners that I'm allowed to do it yet. Uh, but they're going to get to it at some point. Uh, you know, uh, when someone asks us uh, if we have a child's menu or a brewery, uh, yeah. uh, there's definitely some good stuff for you guys, but uh, not necessarily uh, <laughs> the little no, slim yeah. things you want. Yeah, so. for sure. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to post everything you said in the show notes. As for us, you can find us allbeerinside.com, at allbeerinside, everywhere else. And as I always say, drink craft, not crap. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated.